You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. There is no way you see the devil operating where the mind of a human being is not giving, wherever you see. Can we pray? Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you for fellowship of the brethren. Thank you for insight. Thank you for clarity of thought, of understanding, of expression, and of purpose. The word of God is coming with power. Hearts are being transformed. Minds are changed. Grace is giving. There shall be no contradictions, no errors. The word of God shall be divided precisely and accurately in the knowledge of Christ. Jesus is glorified. We are edified. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, accurately divide the word 21, faith, healing, and health, 20. All right. So, we all know that we have been delivered from the order of the world to the order of the word. We have been delivered from the order of the world to the order of the word. The order of the word. And so each and every man must understand. You see, anytime you're reading or you're studying the scripture, if you're not careful, you see, if you see people preaching, they preach right from you are born again. Now, they don't tell you who you are. They go straight to what you must stop doing. And so you see, in your heart, in your mind, it's like, I can do it. And so you keep coming for one altar call to the other, okay? The other time, my son and somebody was discussing about rededication of life. And what he meant by rededication of life, your life is that you, God has distanced himself from you because you made a mistake or because you, you sinned or you're sinning. So God left you. And then now you want to rededicate for God to come back. Okay, and truly, it is the understanding of most believers. Okay, but look at, if you look at the Pauline writings or the epistles, before they will even talk about the deeds, the wrong deeds of the believer, they first make you know who you are. So he would ask the Corinthian church, don't you know you are the temple of the living God? Then he will state, so straight away, he's telling you that your salvation is not canceled, but you are behaving opposite who you are. Praise God. Is that very clear? All right. Okay. When we read Ephesians uh, scripture 5 on Sunday, you realize he spoke clearly. He said, you are the sons of light. You are their people. And then he began to speak to what you must do as day people and not engage yourself as people of darkness. Praise God. All right, so it is very clear that we have been made instruments of light and not instruments of what? Darkness. We are not still of the Adamic nature. We have a new wiring by God. Amen. Yes, we make mistakes, but that is not our nature. Praise God. All right. Okay, so we can 
clearly now defined the difference between the earth and the world based on Psalm 24 and 1 Corinthians 10, 24 to 26. So we clearly see that the world, when actually is used, means three things. And we know that inhabitants are different. The universe is different. What the devil is doing within an age is different. And then we also look at the systems of the world that reign within the dispensation for which the devil is reigning in the world. Praise God. We now know that he reigns through human beings. And how does he reign through them? They are mine. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 24 to 26. Let no one then seek his own good and advantage and profit. <laughs> but rather each one of the other, let him seek the welfare of his neighbor. Hello? Get this clear. Get this clear. Can you see the context? Before he would tell you, as to meat offered to idols, eat anything that is sold in the meat market without raising any questions or investigating on the grounds of conscientious scruples for the whole earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it. Praise God. So he's telling you that everything belongs to the Lord. Not on the basis of go and take everything, enjoy yourself, and just have fun with yourself. But he would first let you know how the welfare of your neighbor must be your priority. Sharing, stewardship, caring for one another. So you see, if the world is speaking, the world will say, well, everything is there for you. Go grab it. Go take them. Enjoy yourself like the rich fool did. But you can see the culture of the believer is so different from the culture of the world. You see, if... He had told you that, take advantage. God has made it for you. Go for it. He's teaching you Greek. And can you realize that that's what we teach most of the times in church. And we think we are getting people to be richer and richer. Is that not it? But if you look at scripture carefully, and that's why we don't take scriptures out of context. Because if you do, you will miss the real meaning of what the author is trying to project. Okay? Somebody will read the same scripture, and do you know what they're going to see? All they're going to see is make wealth, enjoy wealth. Because the earth is the Lord's and what? The fullness thereof, you know? So they will tell you, maximize your potential, okay? And you have so much, so leverage it, you know? And they'll begin to teach you strategies, Okay, but that's not what God is interested in. Because all of these, men are already teaching them and they are practicing them. Clearly, what he's interested in is that whatever he has given you should also benefit others and be a blessing to them. And that is the world order he created. Did you hear what I just said? Okay. Look at John 17, 13 to 18. And now I am coming to you. I say these things while I am still in the world. You remember where Jesus said this? As at the time he was about to be crucified. These are some of his last statements to his disciples before he was crucified. 
my joy, so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them, that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their souls, that they may have my gladness within them, filling their hearts. I have given them, I have given and delivered to them your word, in other words, your, your message. And the world has hated them. Somebody said something, and I believe it. He said, you can never preach the gospel and win a popularity contest. It's not possible. Then you are preaching something else. When you preach the gospel, the world will hate you because you are not playing their game. When an unbelieving rich man, wealthy man, comes to church, listen to me very, and they are truly not saved, they will fight me. Because every word I teach, they will think I'm fighting them. Because the word is against their system. Against their system. Because they are not of the world. So you see what Jesus said? Because his disciples, by training, have moved out of the culture they were still in the world. He said that before, right? But the, the point is simple. What it means, they are out of the world means they have a shift of mindset. It's not that their physical bodies have moved out. They have moved out as in the shift of mentality. They have a different mindset. They see things differently from the world system. Praise God. And, and that is the difference. It is not just the physicality. No. It is the mindset. Why? Because they have a different spirit that instructs the mind. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So they receive instruction by the spirit and they become conscious in their spirit and then there's an overload to the mind and it becomes an attitude. The body now acts it out. Is that very clear? So if somebody says you don't belong to the world, what they are trying to just say is that they can see you have a different consciousness, a different mindset. Praise God. So he would explain that in the 15. Let's all read it. Go. Everybody go. I do not ask that you will what? Take them out of the world. Are you getting the point? No. That time is not yet due. That time is not yet due. So he's saying, I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. Praise God. How are they protected from the evil one? In their mind. That he will not influence them in their minds. They are protected from his influence. Just like Eve was open and vulnerable to the influence of the devil. He says protect them in their minds. Praise God. They are not of the world. In other words, worldly. You see, the Amplified always does a good job. Belonging to the world. Just as I am not of the world, then he says, sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself, set apart. You see the difference? 
So they are set what? Apart. So you see, sometimes when you say holiness, it is not by appearance. <laughs> no. It's a spiritual thing, but then it will be seen in your appearance. Praise God. Is that very clear? Yes. How do you do that? He said, by what? Oh, say, by what? Oh, everybody, by what? So you, so, so you see, I tell you that the word is everything. The word is everything. The word is everything. Brothers, sisters, you know how much I love you. You know that. Thank you. Yes. So the word is everything. Look how he consecrates us. By the word. Say by the word. Look how you are set apart. It's by the word. He said your word is true. He makes us know what he's talking about. By the word. And that's why I keep telling us, please, keep studying the word. Keep what? I said keep what? Keep what? Keep what? So the word should always fill your heart. The word should always fill your mind. The word. The word. Just as you sent me into the word, I also have sent them into what? The word. So here, yes, he sent them into the world, but he's talking about sending them into a system that must be transformed. Are you getting the point? Yes. A system that must be what? Transformed. So, so you can see clearly that until the word is working in you, you can go into the world. Does that make sense? Yes. 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 John 16, 30 to 33. Ah, now you are speaking plainly to us and not in parables. In other words, veiled language and figures of speech. So they were surprised. Now, Jesus realized they have grown. That's why in this church, we don't talk a lot in parables. Why? Because I, 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 I expect that you are grown people. That's why in the epistles, you don't see. That's why a lot of pastors don't preach from the epistles. By the grace of God, the kinds of things you are hearing that you understand. If I preach somewhere else, I have to water it down, use a lot of examples, Use so many things. Try everything before they can understand. So you see, as you grow, the language changes. Jesus says, uh, the disciples now says, ah, you are speaking to us now plainly. When Paul talked about chewing meat, he was not talking about a different or elevated doctrine. He was talking about the language. Yeah, the language. Now I can speak to you as adults. Are you getting the point? Of people who have good under standing of doctrine. Yeah, okay. Let's go ahead. Now we know that you are acquainted with everything and have no need to be asked questions. Because of this, we believe that you really came from God. Claire. Next. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Do you believe it at last? But take note, the hour is coming and it has arrived. When you will be dispersed and scattered, every man to his own home, Leaving me alone, yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Setting undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have overcome 
world. I have overcome the system. I have taken over his system. He doesn't have influence over you anymore. I have broken his limbs. Praise God. I have deprived it of power to harm you. Can you hear it? And conquered it for you. So superstition and witches can scare you. Yes, yes. When you have a nation where players can play because they are afraid of juju, it should tell you what superstition has done to us. It should tell you how much we have given the devil power. First John 5, 4. But whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Praise God. What Jesus told them, John is retreating it. Can you see that? Okay. Note that the gospel of John and the epistle of John were written within weeks. Yeah, within the same weeks. So, so you can see a lot of similarities because, I mean, he waited before Apostle Paul wrote all his revelations. So you can see why he started straight away with, with the revelation. In the beginning was word. He didn't go into the drama. Jesus was born in a manger and all of No, 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 no. He went straight into revelation. Are you getting the point? Yes. Okay. So, so, so he is retreating. What you can see is that they have become one with the truth that Jesus proclaimed to them. I have overcome the world. Are you getting the point? And then he also restates the same thing. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world system. This is the victory that conquers the world's order. Even our faith. So our faith in Christ Jesus conquers the order of the world. And one of the orders of the world is making money. And making money your God. But faith in Christ conquers it. Praise God. Look at Genesis 4, verse 9. Everybody, read it. Where is Abel your, your brother? And he said, mm -hmm. I do not know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm my brother's keeper. Can you see the world's order? Can you see the world's order? I survived on my own. <laughs> you see where it started? The first guy after the fall. Each one for himself. Do you hear that a lot? No contribution. No job. It's the world's order. You do me. I do. You see the way they respond. Love goes. <laughs> Translating to cheap or not. All right. <laughs> so these are all languages of the world. Terminologies of the world. This is what runs the world system. Okay. I have to survive competition and strife. Abel must go for Cain to live. Look at 1617. Everybody get this. So go. So Cain went away from the presence of the Lord. So where did Cain go? Uh-huh. Wandering east of Eden. So he actually took his independence. I am not of the Lord. I am of myself. Okay, that's what it means. I don't need God. I believe in myself. Can you see all the languages and the terminologies of the world? So they tell you, believe in yourself. Oh, hello? Believe in yourself. And now the church is teaching that. And we teach that so confidently. Believe in yourself. Our confidence is not in ourselves. Our confidence is in the grace of God. Oh, praise God. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. 
is our all in all. Praise God. Look at 17. And Cain's wife, one of Adam's offspring, became pregnant and bore Enoch. Next, go. And Cain what? Built a city and named it after his son Enoch. The guy was on his own. He didn't need God. Yet he built a city. So right from Genesis, we can see that people don't need to become Christians to build cities. You don't need God. No. He has made everything available. Whether you serve him or you don't serve him, he has made it available. As a matter of fact, you see that if you go to 21, when he came to music, he began music, playing music. The first time music was mentioned, K. The first time architecture, K. The first time metal works, K. So you see, it tells you, listen very carefully. Man was living in his order. God won't stop man. But it tells you it is not God's purpose. Because it was done out of his presence. Praise God. Does it make sense? Are you clearly understanding me? Am I communicating well? Look at 1 John 4, 12. No man has at any time yet seen God. But if we love one another, God abides, lives and remains in us. And his love, that love which is essentially his, is brought to completion, to its full maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. We are not like Cain. We are not of that breed. His love is perfected in us. We have the programming not to go just after money. Stepping down on people and killing people. We love lives. We love souls. Making money is not our number one goal. Are you here with me? Loving people is because it comes from the wiring we have been made. Are you understanding it? Look at John 8, 44. Jesus is going to rebuke the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Look at what he says to them. Everybody go. You are what? So who gave birth to them? You are of your father the devil. And it is your will to practice the lust and gratify the desires. Which are characteristics of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. So you see he's referring to what we refer to right now. Canaan. And does not stand in the truth. Because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him. I remember, I mean, those times, no knowledge. You're casting out a demon. And it's, it was something we normally did. So the people be falling, and then we're casting it out. They get out, they get out. And then, so, what is your name? Where do you come from? Who sent you? The person is a liar. You are asking a liar questions. And you think he'll be telling you the truth. Oh, Jesus. Where did you see Jesus do that? Tell me. A catalog of questions that he's asking you. Is that what Jesus did? <laughs> oh, child. He's a liar himself and the father of lies. And of all that is false. Because the guy came right when he appeared like this. He appears with falsehood. It was the first time we knew lies. Oh, Genesis 3, is it not true? Yes. The first time we knew lies, he was the one on the scene, lying. So in the world, they lie. 
to make money. They lie to do everything they do. It is not our nature. Praise God. The things in the earth does not belong to Satan. He's a liar. Praise God. So write it down. Money is not spiritual. Money is physical. Nothing belongs to the devil. Wherever you see the devil quote the word, he will twist the word. Hey, he didn't do that to Jesus. He was lying to the truth. Where? Can you see that? He was lying to, he saw truth too, and he was able to lie to truth. Seriously. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 10, 24-26. Let no one seek then seek his own good and advantage and profit. Are you getting it? But each one of, of the other, let him seek the welfare of his neighbor. Praise God. As to meat offered to idols, eat anything that is sold in the, in the meat market without raising any question or investigating on the grounds of conscientious scruples. Some time ago, I didn't eat pork, not because it was health reasons but because it was religious reasons. I was raised in Aladura, and they denied me of pork. And when I got to know my rights, I said, I will massacre Domedo. <laughs> All the years they have denied me, I take back. <laughs> For the whole earth is the Lord's, and everything that is in it. Praise God. Yes. So don't let anybody deny you. He said, eat. So when you go to a place like um, um, India, they don't eat cow. Yes. Our Muslim friends, they don't eat pork. Oh, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. It's amazing how he likes good things. Denies you of all the good meats. So the power of darkness is the system that makes money God. Write it down. The power of darkness is the system that makes money God. It becomes what we live for. It determines our value. In summary, the human being is worthless without wealth. In summary, the human being is wealthless worthless without wealth. That's the wealth order. That's the wealth system. And the church, unfortunately, has taken it. We bind it in Jesus' name. We forbid it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Even my granddaughter had it. We rebuke it. We rebuke it. We rebuke that spirit. That gives you depression. That, that makes you look stressed. You see people sitting in church and it's like they have lost everything. Because they have taken your value with lies. With falsehood. With fakeness. I was listening to somebody. One of those popular people you love. And she said it. She said the image I put up on Facebook is not me. I decide to create what I want to show you. And you get BP over somebody's image on Facebook. It's the world system. Falsehood. Lies. And they use it to brand. And the lie becomes like the truth. And it shows up in your face. And then all you see, Josh lie, yakagomo, yakagomo, yakagomo. Yes. You call yourself that every time. What did I come to do? What did I come to do in this world? We cry, what did I come to do? Then you keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that. 
You are killing your soul. The enemy actually is loving it. And he says, yeah, I'm getting them. Yeah, I'm running them wild, man. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Write it down. They have replaced the worship, stroke the love of God, and service to people to worship, stroke love of money. They have replaced the worship, stroke love of God, and service to people to worship or love of money. It shows in how they see, make, and use money. It shows in how they see, make, and use money. So you can realize that it is not just making of money that is the problem. The problem is that money has become the God of most people. So you can be forgiving, righteous, blessed, tongue-talking, have integrity, and still be wealthy. Nothing missing. We are not enemies. Because we know how to draw the line. In making money, it is not the end. It is a means to an end. Praise God. It's not an end. Did you realize in Acts of the Apostles that when people got saved, they actually were wealthy before they were saved? True or false? And when they got saved, they sold what they had to those in need. They have seen real value. <laughs> because they have now seen real what? Value. How come the church is now going back? Tell me why. Tell me what happened. They were wealthy. When they got, we're, we're going to see, a, a, you're going to see a mind-blowing stuff. When they got saved, they started giving out because it's like, what I realized I needed, I have found. All the time, I thought it is this that I needed most. Are you getting the point? Now we fast for money. We kill in the church. You know we kill in the church for money? Die, die. He's taking my glory. Why do we do all of that? The glory he's talking about is what? Money. They're all material things. Material things. They're all material things. Even in the church, you see two Christians. When they start fighting about material things, you'll be amazed. You see churches. I know churches who are still going to court. It's been over how many years? Close to 20 years. They are in court over the building. They are in court. Oh. They won. One won. The other say, I won't. I will appeal. They are in court. While souls are perishing, I want to show you where power lies. Our power is not with us. It's with God. As for 33, 35. And with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, in other words, loving kindness and favor and goodwill, rested richly upon them all. Nor was there a destitute or needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands or houses proceeded to sell them. And one by one, they brought, gave back the amount received from the sales and laid it at the apostles' feet. In other words, the special messengers. Then from there, distribution was made according as anyone has need. Now Joseph, a Levite and a native of Cyprus, who was sending the Barnabas by the apostles, which interpreted means son of encouragement, sold a field which belonged to him and brought the sum of money and laid it at the feet of the apostles. All right. And they did it even in an orderly manner. Watch this. 
so selfless, so selfless, such that, watch this very carefully. The people who needed it, they don't go and give it to them direct. Can you realize that? You know how people can give to you and then you become their puppet. Okay. You know, so anytime they call you, anytime they have to, they have to do so. So, you see, the selfless, it was, it was their spirit that they actually gave it to the pastorate and the distribution was done from there. So, it, it's not like I am the one giving to you. I am enslaved to you. No. The church is being a blessing. Praise God. Are, are you getting a point? Orderly. Orderly. And that's how I expect we do things here. There are people who get born again who say they want to start afresh. Even though your conduct may not have been a blessing of God, the things are still the blessing of God. Say amen to that. So, don't forget, money is not a spirit. It's physical. You may have done certain things wrong. You got money. Now you are saved. Say, oh, now I'm saved. Oh, the money. I won't, sure, I won't do anything to it. Hey, let me go and give the money. That's not it. That's not what we are saying. The money is not a problem. The money you have was blessed by God. What you did was wrong. But the money is a blessing of God. Unless it is directly ritual money. That one, you've got things to deal with. Are you getting the point? Yes. But apart from that, you are released. Is that okay? If it is something that can be given away and there will be peace, fine. Go and do that. So you know that you took the money from somebody and uh, you didn't do the right thing. The person is living in pain. Maybe for, for I mean, all these years. And you know you can be a blessing. Go and give the money back to them. Are you getting the point? You're a good Christian. But then if it's, I mean, in the systems of the world, you are working with civil service and all, and all of these things, and there's money and you've, you've done, you did the wrong thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. 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 So, yeah. You don't need a little clarity. So, you, you, you know what I mean. So, because, because, of, the, because of the systems... That we have to follow. Are you getting the point? Yes. You have to follow certain systems. It, 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 will, it will not be good. So definitely just be in peace. And don't do that again. Yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Don't do that again. Yet. So, yeah. So the, 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 the money, like, just like Esau did. A godless person. He got money. If Esau gets born again, then I'm saying that. Yes. Why? You see Zacchaeus will come to him. Yes. What did he do? He said, if somebody has cheated, I'll give. He didn't say, come and take all the money away. <laughs> and it is not that Jesus ordered him. You see that? So when we interpret in scripture, we, we don't look at the scripture carefully so that we actually execute the dictates of the scripture. We bring our own imaginations, number one, our selfishness. So the one who is saying, especially, <laughs> it's, so the moment you come, and you come and confess, so you have to bring it. Me <laughs> more. <laughs> 
money now has to be for God. So the moment the money comes to God, it changes from the evil he did. You see, so it's it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie, you know. So that's where you see where you know you hear all of these things because they misinterpret scripture. Is that very clear? Okay, good. All right. So now you will see that there are so many scriptures we looked at that talked about healing. How many of you were here? And you still listen to a lot of them, right? We saw Jesus healing. Okay? Okay, so let me run them by you shortly. So let's say Acts 10, 38, how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with strength, ability, power, went about doing good. And in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Luke 5, 17. One of those days, he was teaching. There were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come from every village and town of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present with him to heal them. Praise God. Luke 9, 10. Upon their return, the apostles reported to Jesus all that they had done. And he took them along and withdrew into privacy near a town called Beshada. As a matter of fact, there what happened? He healed. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you realize that there's not a single text of Jesus making somebody rich? Show me one text. I can give you work. Go through your Bible. We see examples of healing. I mean, what I read, you know, is just a few. I gave you so many of them. As a matter of fact, wherever Jesus went to preach the message, he also did what? Heal. As a matter of fact, when he sent them to go out, he told them, heal the sick. He actually instructed them. There was no way he told them, make money. Or he made somebody rich. Look at the Great Commission. He who believes, who adheres, Mark 16, 16, and trusts in and relies on the gospel, and him who sets it forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. He who does not believe is condemned. Did he talk about making money? Go then and make disciples, Matthew 28, 19. Of all nations, baptizing them in my name. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You will not see anything towards making people rich. Come to Jesus and you will be rich. Never. Not one. We're going to look at rich people in the four gospels. I'm going to take you through a scrutiny and you are going to love it. So that we're going to look. <laughs> so let's look at the wise men. They brought sacks of wealth. Luke 2, 10 to 11. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all people. For to you is born this day in the town of David, a savior who is Christ. Praise God. Clear. So the savior is born. Hello? Okay. Now, look at Matthew 2, 11, 13. And on going into the house, they saw the child. With Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Now, opening their treasure box, they presented to him gifts. For most of us, we think that their treasure box, some small bag, then they took some small frankincense, gold, and just the mare to Jesus. No, these were wealthy men from the east. They were not believers. Who they came to give to Jesus. Who he didn't command money. Who. They came to give. Are you here with me? As a matter of fact, historians have been able to make us understand that the essence of it was because of their trip to Egypt. Because there was no money to go to Egypt. 
to hide Jesus for some time before Herod will kill the, the, the children. Are you getting the point? So they needed money. So they were wealthy men from the east. Look at Mark 15, 42 to 44. There's a man called Joseph of Arimathea. As evening had already come, since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph, he of Arimathea, noble and honorable in rank, and a respected member of the council, Sahindrin, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, daring the consequences, took courage and ventured to go to Pilate and ask for the body of Jesus. But Pilate wondered whether he was dead so soon. And having called the centurion, he asked him whether Jesus was already dead. Praise God. So Joseph of Arimathea, who was one of the disciples of Jesus, was already a rich man before he met Jesus. And as a matter of fact, he had connections. And he had so much high-ranking connection that he was able to go to Pilate to ask for Jesus' body. Oh, are you here with me? So his money that he had was not because of Jesus. Are you getting the point? He was already what? Rich. Look at John 19, 38. And can you see that he was of the council of the Sanhedrin? But because Joseph of Arimathea, you see, he said he was waiting for the kingdom. Did you see that? So he had a heart for the Lord. Can you realize that? So you see how he was channeling his resources. John 19, 38. After this, Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate granted him permission. So he came and took away his body. So he used his connections to be a blessing. Oh, are you here with me? Look at Luke 23, 49 to 53. And all the acquaintances of Jesus and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance and watched these things. Now notice, there was a man named Joseph from the Jew town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council of Sahindrin, a good, upright, advantageous man and righteous in right standing with God and man, who had not agreed with or assented to the purpose and action of the others. He was expecting and waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and rolled it up in a linen cloth and swatting dead bodies and laid him in a rock hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. So he made a tomb ready for Jesus. His own tomb. Isaiah prophesied about it. Isaiah 53 verse 9. And they assigned him a grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death. Although he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. So Isaiah actually prophesied. Joseph of Arimathea fulfilled the prophecy. He positioned himself. Are you getting the point? Look at the young, rich lawyer. Mark 10, 21 to 23. And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. You know that guy? <laughs> because the guy, when he was asked about everything regarding the commandments, he said, Child, I've done them. He said, I've obeyed them from my youth. Jesus loved him. He said, Charlie, this guy, he did for, he did for. Hmm. So Jesus said, you lack one thing. Go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come accompany me. 
walking the same road I walk. In other words, having the same heart and lifestyle. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. Watch this man. At that saying, the man's countenance fell. May you not be one in this house. I told you that it is not rich people that give. Neither is it poor people. It's spiritual people. I'm telling you. Look at the rich guy. And he went away grieved and sorrowing. For he was holding great possessions. So this is like most rich believers. They are obeying everything to be rich towards themselves and not towards God. <laughs> yeah. This guy. So if you tell him, come and sow seed. Blah, 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 blah. Because when Jesus told him to go, it's that like Jesus has taken his value away. Can you realize that? Yes. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, like, look at Jesus. With what difficulty will those who possess wealth and keep on holding it enter the kingdom of God? Can you see the perspective? They possess wealth and what? Keep on what? Holding it. <laughs> Luke 21. And to 4. Looking up, Jesus saw the rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. You remember? The old widow, eh? Okay. And he saw also a poor widow putting in two mites, copper coins. And he said, truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. Then he states the reason. I like Jesus. For they all gave out of their abundance, they are surplus. But she has contributed out of her lack and her want, putting in all that she had on which to live. This is how God judges giving. Did you see? Can you see how he judges giving? How does he judge giving? Hmm? Hmm? The heart. Okay, how, do you see, how did you see the heart? How were you able to see the heart? The different hearts. Mm -hmm. You are seeing the hearts of surplus. The one who is giving the surplus, in his heart, he's saying, get the chicken coins. Although it is so much, in his heart, they are chicken coins. The woman has a heart. The heart does not consider the heart. That does not consider herself. Can you realize that? That is the heart she has. Jesus said, she has given more. Yeah. She has given more. For most of us, you calculate everything before. Yeah, is that not true? Yeah, you calculate everything. You are like the rich man. Calculate your investments. You have to, what you have to invest for insurance. You have to invest for. You do all of that. And then when it's left with the chicken coins, hey, come. <laughs> the day there are no chicken coins, walk out next man. Yeah. That's how most of us feel. Yeah, that's how most of us feel. Yeah, and the next person, I repent. Tell them like you mean it. Tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Allow the word to work in you. Praise God. You're going to see so many things that would really help all of us get a firm understanding of how to regard money. And you're going to see that we are towing the wealth culture, yet... We are living in the kingdom of Christ. Yeah, yeah. If you like, sit down and look at your budget. It will let you know whether you are living in the kingdom or you are living in the world.
you will know. By that, you yourself will know. Yeah. <clears throat> Look at Luke 19, 2, and then 7 to 10. And there was a man called Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And when the people saw it, they all muttered among themselves and indignantly complained. He has gone to be with the guest of and lodge with a man who is devoted to sin. Kokonsa. Kokonsa. And preeminently a sinner. <laughs> so then Zacchaeus stood up and solemnly declared to the Lord, See, Lord, the half of my goods now give by way of restoration to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, Zacchaeus, you know you have cheated. Must be very diplomatic. <laughs> if I have, but you know you have. <laughs> Out of anything, I now restore four times as much. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, because of this, is that what he said? No. He said, Today is messianic and spiritual salvation. Come to all the members of this household since Zacchaeus 2. Zacchaeus 2. Is a real spiritual son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Praise God. Did Jesus mention anything about money? No. He didn't make a difference. He didn't make a difference. So we are seeing how Jesus looked at the rich. Are you getting the point? Yes. Whether he gave them some plus. Are you getting the point? Or he was giving them some protocols. Are you here with me? Yeah. He was rating them higher than all others. No. Now, Zacchaeus was a sinner, but he was rich. Oh, hello. He was rich. Was it Jesus that made him rich? No. Question I keep asking. Most of his critics, did we see them giving to the poor? Zacchaeus' critics. He's a sinner. He's a sinner. So you can see Jesus was not discriminating, right? He ministered both to the rich and to the poor. Just as he used the rich in the negative light, he also used the rich in the positive light. Look at Luke 16, 19 to 24, one of my very favorite scriptures. I really love because of the inside here, especially, I mean, anything that gives an eternal perspective and gives me insight into eternity really gets me, gets me up. There was a certain rich man so now they are talking about what was happening on the earth. Who habitually clothed himself in purple and fine linen and reveled and feasted and made merry in splendor every day. You know those people every time they are throwing parties in their houses. Oh, you know that? Yeah. And purple and fine linen. Picture it. And at his gate, there was carelessly dropped down and left a certain utterly destitute man named Lazarus, reduced to begging arms and covered with pulserated sores. He eagerly desired to be satisfied with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs even came and licked his sores. was giving us a scenario of a worse situation. And it occurred, it definitely happens, that the man reduced to begging, died, and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom is not 
And it does not mean that that's where the Jews will go. Oh, hello. Okay. Where those who are justified by faith go. Because that's what Abraham and the pattern of Abraham stood for. I'll get into that. Watch this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's how your death will be. So say glory. You will enter into Christ direct. Oish. Charismatic preacher. You're not going where you go. You're going to wait. It's boring there. <laughs> carnality. Say carnality. Because he's seeing heaven like day and night. He's seeing heaven like where music will be played. Mr. Music Director will be there and he'll be playing music and then he'll be boring. Because we compare physical things with spiritual things. Instead of comparing spiritual things with what? Spiritual. Eternity is now. So there's nothing like waiting. When you are in eternity, you don't know past. You don't know future. All you know is present. Oh, there's not going to be fufu in your bank. You are too much in the flesh. Because you don't have the body to desire food. <laughs> oh, so heavy, heavy. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to stay? It's going to be dry. It's because you're too cannot. You think that the fleshly desires bring your mind to the spiritual body. And you know, you need the earthly and the sensual to function there. Do you understand me? Watch this. Let's finish it. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, the realms of the dead, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham. Abraham, your father. Father by biological means. But it is a choice to choose your spiritual destiny. So he was a Jew, but he went to hell. So for those of you who think the Jews are special, I don't know where we got that from. He was a Jewish rich man. No protocol. He went to hell. When he went there, he was asking for protocol. <laughs> Let Lazarus send Lazarus. He thought he that status. No. Jesus was giving us the mindset of the rich. On earth, they think money does Everything, even in eternity. Not true. Lying to yourself. Dip the tip of his finger into water and cool my tongue. For I am in anguish and in this flame. So rich people without Christ go to hell. Jewish rich people without Christ also go to hell. There is no status of poverty or rich in heaven. This story is telling you that. Your money does not buy you a place in eternity. We'll continue next Glorious grace, grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.